So ons het bezig met, met um, ons het verlede week begin, we began with, with reading through Ephesians. And, uh, jy het hom dan nie. It struck me this week, how amazingly Paul writes, where everything is like a puzzle that just builds in and builds in and builds in to create the bigger picture and to always take you, he's, he's a, he was a very systematic man, he always, he sort of started always with the beginning, with the end in mind, um, always taking you somewhere, always building, building a picture and it's, it's good for us to break this down into little segment, segments, um, puzzle stickies, type of fun. En is amazing, ons het last week net die eerste 14 verse gedoen en, en ons het discover dat, dat God chose you and predestined you for this purpose that you will become like Jesus, that you would be formed and transformed into the likeness of his son. He, he, he predestined each one of us. Dit was sy vooraf bepaalde plan vir jou as een gelovige. Ons het gesê, ons het al, het al ooit gevra, what, what am I here for? What's the, what's, sort of, what's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of my life? Why am I here? Why am I even born? Or why am I even saved? And the answer is that God predetermined before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, He predetermined for you to come into His Son and to become like Him. To be made holy and blameless and without fault in His sight. That is His plan for you. That's His predestination for you. That's your destiny. To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That is what we are all working towards and working towards. So now we discover the next puzzle piece. And it's amazing for me how now Paul started with sort of the individual what am I here for? And now he's going to conclude this next section with the church. What's the church here for? Waarvoor is die kerk hier? So kom ons gaan en ons discover dit wiekie. Ek gaan uit my bybel uitlees. <coughs> en nie van die iPad af nie. Um, so ons is by Ephesians 1. Jylle kan daar volg as jy bybel het en jy eie translation kan jy dit ook lees. Um, ek lees maar net vir gemak onthalde in een makkelijke Engelse vertaling. Um, Ephesians, 4, uh, Ephesians 1, 15 sê, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called. His holy people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. 
God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. That's so, oh, this is a powerful stick. This is wonderful. Nee. So we have a gebed here from Paulus. And I must tell you, this is my gebed for us. This is my gebed for us as a, as a community. If there's one thing that I pray for us as a church, and our donderdag aand, het, die Heere is so getrouw, by community, het net die rechte mense opgedag. <laughs> en, en ons het, ons het tyd van intercession gehad, vir die kerk. En dit was absoluut wonderlik. En hier is die ding wat ons bid, is spiritual wisdom and understanding, vir die kerk. So Paulus sê eers, that I thank God, because I see your love and your faith. En daar is die twee kenmerke van, van enige gelovige. Faith and love. Nee, Jesus het gesê, that by this I will know that you are my disciples. That you love one another. En ons het al gesê, love, love, jy kan maar, um, ja, ek gaan nou even sê, as ons na die verse toe weer gaan, dan kan jy een bykie daar toe gaan. Liefde is die kenmerk and love, volgens Jesus Christus, is niks anders nie, as sacrifice. It's not buying somebody chocolates and flowers. It's not telling somebody what he wants to hear. It's sacrifice. Love one another as I have loved you, say Jesus. I give you a new commandment. The old commandment, ons het al hierdie gesê, het gesê, love the other as yourself. So it is gelijk. As much as I give myself, as much as I want for myself, I'll want for any, anyone else. Jesus says, scrap that. I give you a new commandment. Love someone as much as I love you. Be willing to die. Be willing to give up what you hold dear for the benefit of someone else. Give up your will. So Paul sees this in the church. And he says, I thank God that when I look at you, I see a holy people. I see a people devoted to God and devoted to one another. Faith devoted to God and love devoted to one another. All right. But then he goes on. And then he starts praying for four specific things. I bid for vier goed. And, and, um, and dan gaan ons daar kijk ga daar aan, nou, ek gaan ons maar een beetje verse uithaal. Wat is zijn? Hier is op vers 17, gaan terug. I ask God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight, so that, zeg het niet, so that. Alright, so that is die rede. Why do we need spiritual wisdom and insight? Not for our own benefit. So that we can know God. So that we can come to the knowledge of God, His character, who He is, His ways and His will. He is spiritual wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is anders as kennis. Wisdom is not knowledge. And I say that it, you can study theology 
And you can have a lot of knowledge, but still have no wisdom. If the Holy Spirit doesn't illuminate, give you revelation of the Word of God. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 8, 1 and 3, he says that knowledge puffs up. Knowledge makes you fat and big and makes you think that you are better than anyone else. You know, verzichtig wees, ek raak baie passionate en ek spoeg verskrikkelijk. Ek moet een screen nie opzet. Nee? Ek sal so staan. Ek is jammer, ek is... Sy soek, jy is nie my kiemen. Nee? Luister, ga jy so wat sê in 1 Corinthians 8, 1 and 3. Say, we know that we all have knowledge, but knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Nee? If anyone thinks he knows anything, he does not yet know it as he ought to know it. But if anything, but if anyone loves God, he is known by him. The only way that you can really get to know God and love God is gaining spiritual wisdom and understanding. And that is given by the Spirit of God. Een van die commentare wat ek gelees het, sê hierdie ding, hy sê, Godly wisdom unites the source of all truth and understanding with daily life. Wow! Godly wisdom unites the source of all truth, this God, with daily life. Huh? It is beautiful. I couldn't myself It enables us to live according to the ways of God and not the knowledge of the world. Christus, to I have he lived with the spirit of knowledge. Ach, wisdom, not knowledge. Wisdom, he knew all things. And understanding. Nee? Luister na Jesaja 11 vers 2 tot 5 sê, And the Spirit of the Lord, praat van Jesus Christus, a, a prophecy, a voorspelling, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on Him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. That's what comes with wisdom. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. Wow. There's knowledge. Ach, wisdom. Holy knowledge aid. There's wisdom. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions of the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word and his breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. Nou kom Paulus en hy sê, ek bid vir jou diezelfde. I pray that you will have the spirit of wisdom, which comes from the Holy Spirit, which is the same Holy Spirit that lived in Jesus Christ. Nee? It pleased God to live in him in all his fullness. To Jesus, uit die waterheid opgestaan het, na hy gedup is, the spirit came down on him like a dove, en die geest het omgeleid door sy hele ministry. So the spirit of wisdom and understanding was in Christus soos wat het hier voorspel is. En Paulus sê, dit wat jy nou hier lees van Jesus Christus, in Jesaja, I pray that you will receive that too. I pray that you will not judge on what you see or what you hear. I pray that you will judge by the knowledge that the spirit gives you. 
I pray that you will not make decisions on how things are working on you from the outside. Who bite the kans de goeders like. Mark the fall in all that type of goeders. And now mag ek besluiten volgens dit. God might have a different plan for you. I pray that you will have the wisdom to understand God and His ways. To know who He is and what He wants for you and what He expects of you. Ne? That comes with fear of, comes fear of the Lord. To obey the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, say Psalm 111 verse 10. The beginning of wisdom is to obey the Lord. Nou weer eens, Jesus so, so is last week, praat ons van hierdie twee goed. Actually, twee weke terug. You can either be spirit-led, or you can be self-led. You cannot have both. The two are mutually exclusive. You cannot be self-led and spirit-led. Nee? Die geest van God moet jou lei in alles wat jy doen. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Proverbs 4, verse 5 tot 9 sê, Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If, if you prize wisdom, you will make, oh, she will make you great. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will place a lovely uh, wreath on your head and will present you with a beautiful crown. If we start reading the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to please give me wisdom and insight into what is written here, the Bible and the Word of God start to become alive. That word levendig in you. Dan skyf jy van kennis. Ons allemaal ken die stories. Hier is een voorbeeld. Ek wou hem later gebruik het. Ek het hierdie week, wat jy nie vir een of ander rede, um, kyk ek een interview van iemand met Elon Musk. Ek het actie twee goed gekyk. Een ding is sy jylle poging om een wereld te skep daar buiten in die ruimte. Nee, dis sy antwoord op die probleme van die wereld. Dis sy hoop. Hy is hoopeloos. Sy hoop is dat ons eendag in die ruimte gaan bly en dit wanneer die aarde crash dan het hy antwoord. Dis honestly, dis wat hy denk. Maar hy sê toe ook, hy, want iemand vraag vir hom, ek denk het was een christen ou, vraag vir hom, een paar vraag en goeders, en hy sê, ja, hy die bybel gelees. En dan sê hy, yes, maar dit is confusing. Dan noem hy goed op, en sê, Sodom en Gemora, wat, wat, hoe werd dit? Gaan hy, hy revelation? Hy sê, Waar is die hoop daarin? Knowledge without spiritual wisdom and understanding. The letter is dead. But the spirit gives life. Jy kan die woord lees en jy kan die woord leer soos die letter. And it will kill you. It will bring you under condemnation. It will, it will take away your hope. Or you can read it through the revelation and wisdom and understanding with the Holy Spirit. Asking Him to break it open for you. Asking Him in questions, as if you had him a car, as I could all, for my vraag gevraag. Hoe werd hierdie? 
en dan wijs hy vir my later, as ek in die stoort is. <laughs> nee, as ek hier daar denk hier, even skielik, boom. Ek het om my gevraag, hoe is het, ek het al dier nummerie gelees, nou lees ek van hierdie dude, wat, wat net, man, hy het op een sabbat gaan, en hy het stokjes opgetel vir vier, en hulle gaan na die heren toe, en hulle sê maar, hierdie ouwe het na die wet gebreek, maar ons weet nie lekker wat met die met te maak nie, hy sê, die heren sê, wel hy die wet gebreek, vat hom uit en steenig hom, ek sê, heren, hoe is dit in lijn met die karakter? En, uh, die volgende dag, wat ek al is ek in die stoort en so, en hier begin hier om my praat, en hy praat oor my oor hart van rebellie, en hoe dit aansteeklik is, en hoe dit gaan oor die volk, het gaan oor die protection van die heiligheid van God, het gaan nie oor die ouse sonde en wat hy gedoen het nie, anyways, spiritual wisdom and understanding, wanneer jy vraag, <laughs> vraag die heilige geest oor goed wat vir jou onduidelik is, he will reveal it to you, so that you might grow in the knowledge of God. Hierdie is die belangrijkste rede, hoekom ons met spiritual wisdom and understanding hee. Daar is baie ander benefits. But this is the reason. So that we will grow in the knowledge of God. Wie hy is. Nee, 1 Johannes 2 vers 27 sê, But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is the truth. As die heilige geest aan jou openbaar wat die waarheid is, en jy weet, dit is van hom af, dan maak jy die waarheid vast in jou hart. Dan hoef jy nie ander mense so opinies te hoor, te sê, wat denk jy hiervan, wat denk jy hiervan, wat denk jy hiervan? You don't need anyone to teach you what is true. Hierdie is moeilik vir een pastoor om te lees, want volgende week is niemand hier nie. Nee, want die heilige geest leer my ons. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He taught you, remain in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Remain in fellowship with Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 2 vers 9 to 12 say, This is what the scripture mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything, uh, searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Was it net al van gesing ook? The Holy Spirit shows you the ways of God. Nee, Jesus het parables vertel, en hy het alledaagse goeders gebruik. En partijmense het het gevang, en ander mense het het glad nie voor sin gemaakt nie. En hy sê, I've hidden these things, van die ouwens wat dink hulle is wees, van die ouwens wat dink hulle weet alles, the guys with all the knowledge, and I've made it plain to the simple. Dit praat ook van ons hart, van afhankelijkheid. Yes, ek dink is super gevaarlik, as ons op die plek kom, waar ons dink, ons weet nou. <laughs> ons weet nou hoe werk het. Nee? Daar is goed wat al vir jare, jare, ek is nou bezig met studies om, om, om 
Calvinism en Arminianism en, en al die goed is te bestudeer. En allemaal het hulle uitstekende argumenten. En hierdie goed gaan al vir honderde, honderde jare aan. Kom nie tot by punt hee. Everyone think they know. Paulus sê, we all know in part. But one day everything will be made clear. Nee, kan nie wacht vir die dag nie. So no one can know, wat gaan so? For the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. For no one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. And so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. You do not know God in your mind. You have knowledge of God in your mind. Jy ken die Heere in jou gees. Sy gees roep uit in jou gees. En het is dier sy gees wat jy kan uitroep, Abba Vader, hy is my Vader, hy is my God. Het is nie een kennis ding nie. We will not understand. Even the Bible, we will not understand it. But the Holy Spirit testifies in you what is truth and what is not truth. What is life and what is not life. Nee? Yes, ons is nog bezig met spiritual, ons is nog iets wat die ander gebede nie. Ek sê, ek sê maar net. God's desire is for us to know himself, to know him intimately. And he wants to reveal himself to us. Hy wil homself vir ons gee. Hy wil homself aan ons openbaar. Hy wil homself vir ons weis. And I do not dare say word. As you study his word, but not getting knowledge, but looking for him. Looking for Jesus when you read the Old Testament. Daar's ouwens wat sê dat jy kan in elke blad sê, kan jy iwers iets van Jesus sien, as jy die Oud Testament lees. Ek het nog goeie dreig en kei om my braak te sien op elke blad sê nie. But everything shadows is a foreshadow of him when you read the word of God. Nee. As we spend time in worship, hierdie laaste stuk waar wanneer ons so begin inpres, wanneer jy rarig bedoel wat jy sing vir die Heere, ek het hierdie week toe, toe wat ek die keyboard en laatste week, en um, daar kom het een song in my hart op, en ek soek die song, en ek begin het, begin het sing, en dit is een, dit is een nieuwe song vir my, so hy is vars, en toe ek het begin sing, is het soos asof die teenwoordigheid van die Heere net so in die huis in want jy, hy openbaar homself in worship, wanneer jy jou hart uitstort vir hom, en wanneer jy jou hart connect met sy hart. Moe nie dink, jy gaan een openbaring kry, van die teenwoordigheid van God, as jy net hier saamsing nie. This is worship. It's not athletics. Sing along. And as we worship Him, as we truly connect our spirit to His spirit, He reveals Himself to us. Ons moet dit najaag en dit soek. As we spend time in prayer, He reveals Himself. Vooral in intercessie. Lillian is baie goed met dit, sy het gift met dit, dat wanneer sy vir mense bid, dan begin sy voel wat die Heere vir die mense voel. Hy openbaar sy hart vir mense aan haar, wanneer sy vir hulle begin intercee. 
en dan tjang sy. Ons het een uitreik gedoen, een aand die so, sop gaan uitdeel, is op die straat. En daar kom een ou, ek denk hy is sekere verslaafde of een ding, en so, maar hy, hy kom daar aan, en hy kom kruis stop by ons, en toe is hy wil begin weg, so toe openbaar die heren net vir iets aan my. En ek stop, en ek sê, hoor, ek kom, ga jy net vir iets sê. Sê, God sees you. He knows, hy sien jou. Jy denk, hy sien jou nie meer nie. God openbaar aan my, dat, dat, dat hy is lief vir die ou. Hy het een plan vir hom. As you step up in out in ministry, moet nie bang wees om mense te bedien nie. Moet nie bang wees om uit te step, en te sê, Heere, gebruik my om mense te bedien nie. Want dit is daar in die plekke, waar jy hom neerken, waar jy sy kracht begin sien. Nee? Kost gaan in vers 1, 1, 18. Sê, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. Oh my goodness, ek het het nie eens besef nie, ons het het bedien nou net. In worship. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light, so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. En dis hier waar ek aan Elon Musk gedink het. Hierdie ou het nie, whip nie. Sy whip is om soveel as moendlik geld te maak, so dat hy eendag een spuishotel kan bou, en dat allemaal daar kan gaan bly, wanneer die wereld vergaan. Wat hy nie weet nie is, wanneer die wereld vergaan, vergaan alles. Nee die jimmel bly oor. En as jy nie op die boekie is nie, dan het jy nie whip nie. Nee? Wat geef vir jou whip? What gives you hope? I pray that you can understand the confident hope that has given that that has that he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Hier is waar in ons hoop is is dit in die inheritance wat vir ons wag. Verstaan jy dat jy 'n inheritance het wat vir jou wag? Nee die mense het een rijk opa, of een wat ook al, de plaas, en al haar goed, en die ou wil net nie doodgaan nie. Nee, hy leef as pris. What is your inheritance? What is your hope? Waarin is jou hoop? Hier is waarin ons ons hoop kan sit en dit wat Jesus Christus vir jou gedoen het, en wie hy jou gemaakt het in hom. Wanneer jy hoopeloos is, omdat ons kyk na die dinge van die wereld, omdat ons vastkyk in die golwe, omdat ons vastkyk in, in hoe goed is bezig om te crash, en, en hoe alles petrolpryse, en wat, wat, wat. Ek kyk sien een meme, iemand wat sy staan by die pompstasie, en iemand sê vir hom, is 24 rand 50 meneer, hy sê nie, ek kyk net. <laughs> nee? Maar waarin is ons hoop? Weet jy wat, jou hoop, link aan jou openbaring, the revelation you have, and the understanding you have on what Christ has given you. 
elke liefde een van ons moet gaan, en, en ek denk, jylle kan welke paar verse gaan hier neerskryf, ons moet verse gaan bestudeer, wat vir ons hoop gee, wat die openbaring krijg jy, wanneer jy gaan dink aan die feit, the fact, dat jy een gemaakt is met Jesus Christus, that you are united with Christ, nee, 1 Korintiërs 1 vers 30, say you are united with Christ, what does that mean? If you really go and you think of it, and you think what is the implication of this truth in my life, that I have been made one with Jesus, once again you need revelation about that, it's not something you'll understand in your head, of wat die openbaring krij jy, en wat die hoop krij jy, wanneer jy begin gloe, that you are a son or a daughter of the living God. You are a son and a daughter of the living God. Galatians 3 vers 26. Romeine 8 vers 14. Galatians 4 vers 6. Daar is nog klomp aan die vers, ek noem het een paar, wat jy kan gaan bestudeer. Wat die hoop krij jy? Wanneer Jesus sê, that you are not of this world. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. Johannes 17. Wat er hoop krij jy, wanneer jy lees in die woord, in die Heilige Geest openbaar vir jou, that you are born of God. You are not born of the desire between man and woman. You are not born of the flesh. But if you are born anew in Christ, you are born of God. Wat beteken dit? 1 Petrus 1 vers 21 tot 25. 1 Johannes 3 vers 9 en 1 Johannes 5 vers 4. Gaan bestudeer daar goed. Wat er hoop krij jy, wanneer jy besef, dat sonde het geen meer mag oor jou nie. That you are no longer a slave to sin. Gaan lees die hele Romeine 6. No longer a slave to sin. Hier is een van my favorites, Wat een hoop krij jy, wanneer jy ontdek, dat God het het moendlik vir jou gemaakt, om te deel in die natuur van Jesus Christus. Want ander woord om soos hy te lees, in nature. Nee, 2 Petrus 1 vers 3 tot 4. Amal ken hierdie versie van I can do all things <laughs> through Christ who strengthens me. Maar wat die hoop krij, wanneer jy gedeeltekie voor dit lees, wat sê, ek weet wat het is om alles te heen, en ek weet wat het is om niks te heen nie. I know how to live contently in every situation. Philippense 4. Nee? Wanneer die heilige geest die goeders in jou openbaar en wakker maak, spiritual wisdom and understanding, dan begin die goed vir jou levendig word, en dan begin jy leef as een mens met hoop. Because our hope is not in the things of this world. Our hope is in Christ and what He has done in us and for us. Die derde ding wat Paulus voorbid, is dat I pray, that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. 
This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, Romeina 8 verse 11 said it ook. The same power, the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. What would you do that? The Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. He is our life. He is ons leven. Yes, this is a mooi thing. Ons is Baie hartseer wanneer iemand sterf. Ons het nou baie te doen gehad in die week. Binnen week, twee vriende. Een kanker, een hartinval. Maar ek het een dag by het tannie gesit wat bezig om te sterf van kanker, sy is die volgende ochend oorlede. En ek sit by haar by haar bed. En ek sien, ek sê vir tannie, jou lichaam sterf. maar die lewe en die licht in jou, dit wie jy is, gaan nooit sterf nie. Dit sal nooit, nooit, nooit kan vergaan nie. En niks en niemand kan dit steel nie. Nobody can steal that. Ons heil met ons om iemand sien swak word en, en lewe het sien neer uit die persoon uit. But the person, wie hulle is in Christus, because they have been reborn, not of man, they are not flesh anymore, they are spirit. That will never die. It will never go away. Nee? Jesus intended for us, God intended for us, as believers, to carry the same power that the Spirit gave him, gave him. And to use that and manifest that here on earth. Hy het sy disciples getrain om dit te kan doen. And we sort of neglect that because we're scared of it. But he taught his disciples, first he sent out the 12 in, in Matthew 10. He says, Matthew 10 verse 7 and 8 says, Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Met ander woorde, gaan en verkondig die koninkryk van God. Hierdie is, koninkryk is the rule of God. The rulership of God. Dit is wat koninkryk is. As jy nou gaan kyk na die fysische betekenis daarvan, die taal en, en so. <coughs> Praat het van the rulership of God. So go and announce that the rule of God is here. Beteken, the rule of God come, comes and it displaces the rule of the enemy, the rule of Satan. And under the rule of Satan, people get ill, people die, people get leprosy, and all that kind of stuff. So first he says, go and explain to people that there's a new rule in town, new sheriff in town. Explain to them that there's a new ruler. And then you go and you destroy the works of the other ruler. He says to them, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. 
crucial. You did nothing to receive this gift of the Spirit. You did nothing to receive this power. Dit maak jy nie speciaal nie, dit maak jy nie beter as enig iemand anders nie. Dit maak jou gelovige. These are the signs that will follow those who believe. Say Jesus. They will heal the sick. They will raise the dead. They will step on snakes. Snakes will bite them, they will not um, perish. The signs that follow a believer. Nie die wat normaal is nie, nie die, nie die wat speciaal is nie, die wat iets verskrikkelijk recht doen nie. Those who believe. You receive the gift, the power of the Spirit. In Paulus sê, ek bid dat jy openbaring sal kry van die kracht wat binnen in jou is, om die werke van Christus te manifesteer op aarde. Dat soos wat hy gegaan het in the works of the devil destroy it. So you go and destroy the works of Satan. Nee. En dan kom ons by ons laaste punt. Was ons, ons is nog oké. Okay. Finally, alles, alles wat hy gesê het, alles van verlede week af, dat hy gesê het, you were destined, you were predestined for holiness and blamelessness, that God <coughs> predestined you. Hoekom moet jy holy and blameless and beyond fault wees? So that the Spirit of God can live in you. Because He can't live in you if you're not holy and blameless and without fault. Because He's holy and blameless and without fault. And oil and water don't mix. So you've got to be of the same substance. And through Jesus Christ, He has made you of the same substance. And therefore, He can live within you. He can operate through you. In ons Christian maturity, is nie hoeveel versies jy kan opse, en hoeveel Bible jy lees, en hoeveel al dat goed as jy is nie. Christian maturity is, hoeveel van die substance wat hy jou gemaakt het, reveal jy. How much of that comes out of you? When people squeeze you, what comes out? Everything works to this point now. Kost lees Ephesians 1, vers 22, 23. Say, God has put all things under the authority of Christ. Whose authority? Christ. Not my authority. Not the authority of the believers. We have no authority outside of Christ. Nee, wat is haar ouwens wat gegaan het en probeer, hy het gesikkel met die demon? Toe lach hy vir hulle. Sê, ek ken vir Paulus en ek ken vir Jesus, maar vir jou, broer, weet nie wie jy is nie. Hy het in sy eie authority probeer om my demon uit te drijf. He has no authority. We have no authority outside of Christ. Luister, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church. Ons raak nie superman nie. He has received all authority. All things have been put under his name. All things have been put under his rule. Not my rule. Nee? He has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is the body. And it is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. 
Wat sê Paulus hier? Christus het alle authority. Hij het alles, alles is onder hom. Hy is die hoof. Maar hij het een lichaam. En hier zit die lichaam. Kijk naar die ouwe langs jou. Jij is deel, een member, een actieve lidmaat van die lichaam van Christus, onder wie alles gezet is. Jij is niet die hoof nie, maar jij is zijn lichaam. Hoe werkt dit? Kan mijn hand enig iets doen wat mijn kop niet voor mezelf te doen? Nee. Als dat een paar keer is, zit ik zo. So. Kan ik niks doen met mijn hand niet. Kan ik op enig iets doen zonder lichaam? Nee? Practically. Kan niet. Ons het nou net gesing. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, say Jesus. Where? On? As it is? Was hy? Seated with Christ. Seated in heavenly places with God. He is the head. Waar is die lichaam? On earth. The head is in heaven, ruling over all things. The body is on earth. Doing what? Sê weer? Sy werk. Carrying out his rule. Are we doing that as a church? Individual members. He's not called to do that. The body carries out. He's given him as head to the church. Jy kan nie jouself afsonder van a community nie. Jy kan nie, jy kan nie a lone ranger wees. En dink jy gaan die koninkryk van God laat kom nie. God gaan jy gebruik. Daar gaan, jy kan beweeg in power en al dat type van goed. But the rule is established by the body of Christ here on earth. Die lichaam. Nee? Hier is die vraag. Have you decided dat ek het so stel, you can believe in Jesus and be saved. There's no other prerequisite. You have, you've got to believe that Jesus Christ paid for your sins. You've got to declare openly that He is the Lord of your life. Then you will be saved. You can believe and be saved. But you can only partake of Him if you are part of the body. Verstaan jy die verskil wat ek sê? And Jesus said, unless you partake of me, gaan jy nie die koninkryk sien kom nie. Partake of my body. Is jy deel van die lichaam? Of is jy net die ou wat in Jesus geloof? Because if we can start to partake of the body, 
om deel te wees van die lichaam. En jy doen dit met de spirit of revelation and understanding, waar die heilige gees in jou wakker maak. What part of the body are you? Wat, hoe moet ek my deel doen? Waar moet ek my deel doen? Nie as a lone ranger nie, as deel van die lichaam. Ek is meer convinced as wait, that God wants to rule through his church, his body, and it's time for the church to start standing up and to let the kingdom come, not making themselves fat. Unity. Dis toch wat die lichaam doen, is die eenheid. Wanneer een lei, lei allemaal. Wanneer een rejoice, rejoice allemaal. Hier is die ander ding, dat vir die lichaam om gezond te wees, for the body to be healthy, and to function healthily. Each member of the body needs to be healthy. How do you become healthy? You gain spiritual wisdom and understanding. So that you can know the Lord. Ne? Wat die ander goed? You know what he has put in you. Jy krijg openbaring van wie hy jou gemaakt het. You get wisdom to know how what he has given you, you should spend so that his kingdom will come in the body. Maar as elke liewe een van ons en, 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 en vir ons as kerkleiers is het my taak om jylle te equip en jylle aan te spoor soos wat ek hoopelik nou doen to become healthy. But I cannot make you healthy. I cannot give you spiritual health. Dis ons as lichaamse taak, dat wanneer ons sien dat daar is een wat, wat bezig is om al hoe meer unhealthy te raak, om om daai ou te gaan, soos bidloed salikies, en te sê, hoe kan ons jou optel? Hoe kan ons jou restore? Hoe kan ons jou sterker en beter maak? En dit is hoe kom ons community zit. Want ons is niet een kerk gevuld met Lone Rangers nie. Ons is a body. And we have to work together. And we have to grow together. En ons moet mekaar anspoor tot groter en beter werke. Nee? Kry jy die prentjie? Ek het hier geskryf, Christianity is not a personal thing. Ek denk, dit is seker een van die goed wat wat in die traditie baie, baie sterk altijd deurgekom het. Het is my persoonlijke saak. Nee? Nie inmeng met my, met my griftingskapie, broer. My persoonlijke saak. Dit is nie. Dit is nie my toonse persoonlijke saak, as hy lei nie. Dit is my saak. Dit is die lichaamse saak, die jylle lichaampijn. Nee? Of tandpijn. Oh my goodness, as die tandpijn het, dan pijn alles. Dit is nie my tandse persoonlijke saak nie. Alles word geraak. Christianity is a body thing. It's a church thing. Nee, it's not about us. It's not about you. And what God has given you is not about you. It's about the body. It's for the body. Gaan lees bykie 1 Korintiërs 12. En dan noem hy al die gifts op. 
and I say for the edification of the church. Nie so dat ek al goed voel oor wat die Heere my gegeet nie. Die ou langs jou het jou gift nodig. Die ou langs jou het nodig dat jy ergens maak daarmee om geestelik te groei en om die Heere te leer ken en om goed te leer ken so dat jy ten volle hom kan weerspeel. The world needs it. So ek vraag, that you will devote yourself to be part of the body. Dit hoef nie hierdie body te wees nie, dit hoef nie hierdie community te wees nie. But don't be a lone ranger. Devote yourself to the body of Christ. Devote yourself to grow and to let grow. Devote yourself to Christ as the head. Faith. And to one another. Love. To be functional and healthy as a body. Kom ons bid saam. Heere, is so krachtig. Heere is so diep, Heere. En ek vraag daar die kracht daarvan in ons harte ingedring sal word. Heilige Gees, ik kom en ik kom snij katas to the heart, Lord, pierce our hearts. So that we can be devoted to you and to one another. Devoted to the task of bringing your rule back to this town, as your body, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.